Hey everyone, so I was going to release an episode tomorrow, which is the 11th, about staying active during COVID, but in light of what happened this week at the Capitol, I'd like to release a special episode on staying active um, and just using your democratic freedoms in a way that's productive and in a way that could really create change. Um, I'm going to be speaking with my friend Regina on this episode. She created a group of women over the summer who got together virtually to call our members of Congress and other local and state representatives just to speak out on the injustices we were seeing around um, systemic racism. It was for many of us the first time we had been awakened to this reality as predominantly white women. So um, with the murder of George Floyd and protests around the country, um, with the Black Lives Matter movement, we wanted to do something to give back or not to give back, but we wanted to speak our minds and try to make change in a way that we thought we could. Um, And so she led this effort. And I just want to preface this by saying we're all learning Um, systemic racism and racism in general has been in this country since, since the dawn of our history. So But for many of us, it's the first time we're really taking the time to learn about it. So I'll probably say some things that are politically incorrect or, and I apologize if anything that I say in this episode um, makes it seem like I think that everything we're experiencing now is new or because of Donald Trump. I know that's not the root of our issues. Um, But what we saw at the Capitol this week is what inspired me to do this podcast or release this episode now. Um, if you look at how the protesters were just, a, the insurgents were able to just penetrate the the Capitol with such ease and provoked and encouraged by Donald Trump to do so hours before it happened, it's just like a startling contrast between how, how police handled people literally taking over the Capitol when all of Congress was in session and in the same room with our current vice president. The fact that they weren't stopped at the door or you were even able to breach the gates was insane, especially when you think about how just a few months ago when Trump wanted to take a picture at a church that he doesn't even attend with a Bible that he's never opened, he sucked the, he sucked, he sucked, he sucked the, I don't know what that word is. He's, he, called the National Guard, and they were available within minutes, um, throwing tear gas at peaceful Black Lives Matter protesters. Um, and then when when there was a request made for the National Guard, on days before um, Mayor Bowser actually requested assistance, those requests were ignored. And it was actually Mike Pence that had to secretly call for the National Guard to come in because Trump was denying it. There's so many things that I want to say that are like specific to Donald Trump, but I'm going to try not to go there. Um, Again, like the fact that he was hours before this insurgence, basically threatening Mike Pence um, to side with him and try to overturn an election that he lost, even though Pence doesn't have the power to do that. Like it's just so idiotic and It's just like disgraceful and um, to see so many 
so much hatred and anger unfold at the Capitol on Wednesday and to see people making a mockery of everything that this country has worked to achieve and like all that our foremothers and fathers fought for. Um, it was just a really sad time. And I'm sure that the people listening to it also experienced that and are now processing, um, wondering how we got here, but we have been here for a long time. It just took someone like Donald Trump to really showcase uh, the racism in this country and to showcase like how much hatred and ignorance there is. People voted to get him elected. He wasn't magically elected. Said four years ago, if he didn't win the election, then it was fraud, just like he's trying to do now. Um, but I wanted to release this episode because I don't think everyone is comfortable being speaking their mind. Um, and I don't think you need to be so outward and like aggressive with your opinions if you don't like something, but at least be willing to have a conversation so that you can learn more about a situation. I think the reason, one reason that things have gotten so bad is because people are afraid to have conversations about what's really going on in our country and it makes them uncomfortable. So they just choose to like watch TV or think about something else. They can just simply change the channel and and choose to not see the Capitol under siege from its own citizens. There are many communities around the country, um, BIPOC communities, who are living with the fear that all of those members of Congress experienced on Wednesday. And I have mixed feelings about how some Republican legislators finally decided to um, side with democracy and go against the president saying that the election was just and that um, confirmed Biden as president after they finally experienced the threats that so many communities face all every day. Um, and I appreciate the fact that they finally decided to side on the right side of history, the correct side. Um, but the fact that they waited until 13 days before Trump was taken out of office, it just shows that they are they were afraid and they were looking out for their own self-interest. A president is supposed to promote peace and have the country's best interests in mind. I don't think that he's being an effective leader if he is encouraging his own citizens to attack one of the most sacred symbols of democracy in our country. So all I'm encouraging you to do is if you see an injustice, talk about it. Even just find a small circle where you can talk about things that might make you feel insecure, things that you don't understand. And together you might find an easy way for you to use your your democratic freedoms for justice. Um, I think that you'll learn some from this episode. I hope that it's inspiring. I'm definitely not an expert on this subject. Thanks. like to say this is like my worst nightmare being recorded on, on like impromptu speaking um I don't know I don't know how you feel about like social anxiety but like I'll say things in life and then like 
for like weeks on end. I'm like, why did I say that? But like no one recorded me. Yeah. <laughs> well, now it's all recorded. Um, that was a great soft open. Or welcome everyone to this amazing episode with Regina Poe. I never say your actual last name. It, it's Postrechina. It's okay. I go by Poe. Poe is much better. Okay, perfect. Well, um, she is a normal person just like you and me, but Regina is a yoga teacher. She is also a Muay Thai. Is it an instructor or is it like a special name? It's about right. I'm an instructor, fighter and instructor. She's a fighter. And um, also has a job doing SEO. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> and an activist. And she's studying for the LSAT. So there, she does a lot. There's probably more things in there that I'm leaving out. That's okay. Um, I... I would not call myself an activist. So okay. um, that would be a stretch. <laughs> I would like to be an activist one day. Um, I don't think the time that I've devoted at this point uh, would, would make me an actual activist, but I appreciate you saying that. That's very nice. <laughs> well, I don't know like what defines someone as an activist, but based on like my friendships with, I, I don't have a lot of friends who like took the initiative that you did, but anyone who is vocal about injustice could be considered an activist. Okay. <laughs> I you don't know the actual definition. Um, Congratulations, you are an activist. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So wanna, yeah, let's dive into it. So what did you do? Just tell me a little bit about your year. Yeah. So um, when, when everything kind of erupted, I think in April um, of last year, obviously I was you know, really feeling lots of things, one of which was was overwhelmed. Um, and I think, I'm sure, you know, a lot of people felt the same way. Um, obviously, I was overwhelmed by what was happening and, and the injustices that we're seeing. And, you know, in hindsight, I, I shouldn't have been surprised that we've been seeing the same injustice for years on end, um, on a loop, right? Um, but I was also overwhelmed because I wanted to take some action. I wanted to do something. <laughs> um, I felt partially responsible uh, being a white person, uh, you know, all the talk about white privilege and, and us being complacent in this in the systematic racism that we're all in. Um, so anyway, I, I wanted to do something. And I found that there was there was so much information, social media, it went into research, there was just, or, you know, there's lots of organizations that are doing really great work and that have been doing really great work. Um, but there's just so many and they were all over the place. Um, and I, having not been involved and not really doing anything, you know, since college really, um, I didn't know what was what. And so when I get overwhelmed, I organize. And so I, I, I before I started making calls, because for some reason in my head, I was like, okay, I want to make calls to my representatives. Um, a, I need to like a script in front of me. I, I get so, I'm so anxious on the phone. I hate the phone. Um, I already just mentioned, I hate being like impromptu speaking is just like not my forte. And so I'm like, I need a script. And, and there was a bunch of organizations that had it, but they were all spread out. And for me, for some reason, like the idea of calling just one time when I wanted to call a bunch of times. Yeah. And then having to go between different pay places just like confuse me and again, overwhelm me. So what I did was um, I'm like, okay, well, why don't I just put them all in one place, make it super easy and clean to digest it, right? Um, and make it super easy. Like the phone number's right there. I don't have to click anything. Uh, the script is right there. 
And so I, with the help of friends, you included, um, we started pulling, pulling these scripts, right? So again, all of these organizations that we pulled from HRC, ACLU, um, SURJ, you know, there's lots of different organizations that are, and again, that have been doing the work for a long time um, that released all this information. And so we just started pulling them into this document, um, to this Google doc, um, pulling a, like a simple link where you can plug in your zip code and it gives you the, your congressperson's uh, like phone number and email, um, that sort of thing. And, and pulling it into a Google doc. Uh, I had organized it was between like justice for people. So calling um, like Brianna Taylor, calling the mayor, demanding justice, et cetera, et cetera. And just a list of individuals and what we, someone could say. Um, the next section was specific legislation. It's very specific legislation that had already been introduced. Um, calling your representatives in support of that. And then the third section was just anything that didn't fall in either two. Um, so legislation that we wanted to see happen um, that hadn't yet been um, drafted or introduced. And um, yeah, so I think a lot of it's still relevant since legislation is very slow to move through the process. You know, even if it was doomed from the start, yeah. I still want my voice to be heard and say, no, well, I think that's the point, right? Of like having representatives. It's not just like what's doomed or what's not doomed. It's, it's that they, they're aware of your opinions. Um, I mean, it would be doomed if no one ever called about anything, Yeah. right? No one ever votes or, or is participatory. So yeah, so we created this document and, and it was all happening during the, um, the major lockdowns and uh, like right at the beginning of the pandemic. And I think I did this more selfishly than nothing else. I wanted to see people. Um, so, and calling, like I said, is the most anxiety inducing thing for me. So I just wanted to have like emotional support, um, which is crazy. Cause like, like I'll be okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not, I'm talking about making a phone call. Um, yeah. So it is pretty heavy just... and like so many, yeah, it was like new, it's new to so many people. Like even learning about these issues of like racial injustice is new. And so like trying to call someone and speak to it, like you're an expert, like that alone can be intimidating, especially like, I think sometimes when people call their legislators, they have this like idea that they have to be the policy expert and that they have to explain it to their legislator when really the legislator already knows, they just need you to, they need to hear that their like constituents support it. So I think that's like a common fear that we just assume like, what if they ask me questions about it? But really they're, they don't have questions for you, you know? Right. And I think one of the biggest questions are just like having a conversation about yeah, it. Yeah. They, they, they're literally just plugging in that, Hey, this person from this zip code or whatever called about this issue. And this was their mm -hmm. opinion. And <laughs> so Regina basically recruited some friends and we would make these calls like every week. It never grew beyond like, let's say like 10 people. Like a concentrated effort of like 10 of us who would just go down the list and like make calls and then have the opportunity to like check back in between calls and like talk to each other about how things were going. And also like at the beginning of the conversation each week, there was an opportunity to like share how we were feeling and like what we may have learned or like what we might be pissed about. And it was just like an open space where people could, um, 
just like use their voice as we're supposed to be doing like in this democracy, not like storming the Capitol. I wanted you to come on here because I thought it was like very inspirational that you, anyone can use your voice productively. You don't have to be an expert like you're gonna just. Yeah, and I think it'd be great to, we can also share like the organizations that are, that are experts. Yeah. <laughs> that are, um, whose opinions, you know, are based on, on some sort of knowledge base. Um, and that's where, you know, that's where the information is being pulled from. We ju I just organize it. Like, I just put it in a Google Doc. Like, really, yeah. it's, it's all we did. Um, and again, yeah, yeah, I think it's, and it's so much easier to do it with, like, someone else on, on mute, right? Yeah. It felt emotionally, it was like an emotional support blanket. Yeah, for sure. And you hosted a few, like, online fundraisers as well. Can you touch on that? Sure. Um, so aside from calling my representatives, I was like, what else can I do? Um, so I was thinking I have this platform. I teach, like you mentioned, Muay Thai. Um, and since the pandemic, everything's online. Um, so I teach an online uh, fitness workout class um, once once a week. And I figured I could, you know, that, that's their social media. They have somewhat of a reach, the, the studio I teach with. Um, and I just brought it up to her, the, the owner is like, hey, why, you know, can we do this like fun little inter, you know, engagement thing um, and to raise money for League of Women Voters to help them fight voter suppression. This was during the, this was during October to help them fight the, the November election um, voter suppression. Mm -hmm. I think what I would like to avoid, <laughs> not what I would like to avoid, but like what I hoped I was not doing was what would be construed as or what was um proficient allyship performance mm -hmm. yeah dyslexic one of those two words <laughs> go back um i i wanted to avoid i didn't want to just be like oh look what i'm doing um but at the same time like i have this platform why not use it mm -hmm. um to and so we every day of the month it was a, like an engagement thing, like do five minute plank. I'm a fitness instructor, so that makes sense, right? Um, and while I talk to you about voter suppression. Yeah. Um, and again, not an expert, but you know, I pulled things from, from people who are experts and um, uh, talked a little bit about voter suppression and raised money. So if you, know, if you joined in in the plank, uh, donate some money to League of Women Voters. To me, I think we raised like $100, so. Um, you know, it's, it's not a million bucks. It's not yeah. a huge deal, but again, I, I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was performer allyship. I hope not. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I can't also can't answer that as I'm also white, but I, I, you at least taught one person something through that and like every dollar counts. So I think that was a productive use of your time. Yeah. And I mean, like I would do it anyway, right. It's my job. So I, I feel like it's just like one other thing that I, you, we could do um and and voter suppression was one of those things i as i was learning throughout the year um, and i think by the way it's one of the most like the the foundational thing of what we should all be doing is in educating and by all of us i mean white people um educating ourselves on, on systematic racism and all of the ways in which it pervades our you know our society um and so voter suppression was just one of those things that um one of the things that really I feel like I should have known because it's been yeah. going on forever. And I mean, like, I we it's like, yeah, I knew it was happening, but like to to the extent, yeah. um, and really like the, 
I feel like this this is, goes along with with all of it, right? We it's so easy for us to kind of turn a black, you know, turn away. It never affected me. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, it was just one of those one of the issues that really I guess struck a chord, and one of those issues that yeah, I, I really dived into. But there's there's plenty to dive into. <laughs> yeah, it's the tiny things that you do today like will have an impact tomorrow, and and the silence that you carry today will have an impact tomorrow. I'm in a few group chats, hope that if they listen to this, they're not offended, but they just don't want to have these conversations. Like they refuse to talk about it. They'd rather just watch TV and like talk about pop culture. And I don't know if it's because they truly, I mean, they, everyone has access to this information. I just don't know why it's not something we want to discuss or like how they cannot think about it. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable, but like, when I, no, I know. But like when I feel uncomfortable, when I feel pain, I can't shake that pain. Like it's nagging. It's forcing me to think about it. Like all this stuff's uncomfortable. How can you just block it out of your mind and not think or talk about it? I truly don't understand. I mean, I've been doing it for the majority of my adult life, right? It, it, I'm not justifying it. I think it's, I mean, yeah, at this point, I think for me, me personally, this, the 2020 was like a fucking wake up call. Yeah. Uh, and I have a feeling that was the case for a lot of people. No, that's definitely true. But I mean, like, if it's like, like environmental justice, you've always been really passionate about that. And like, so you're not going to just idly sit by and like throw your trash on the floor. Even if you don't want to go on social media and like put out all these statements about your views, like have the small conversations with your friends that you feel comfortable around. I think that's, I mean, again, I don't know what my opinion means, but I think that's probably more important yeah. than, than putting something on social media, right? Who cares? Having those heartfelt conversations um, are, is far more uncomfortable than, than posting something on Instagram. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I have, I have friends that from like college that I, I don't even understand. Like, I just don't understand um, that those conversations have to be had. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's, it's our responsibility to do that. Yeah. You know, to, to and your, your organizations that you work for and with, like, did all of them put out statements, public statements? To do, oh, actually, Hit House um, has helped, like, in their uh, monthly email, they put links to the, to, like, the Action-a-thon, the weekly calls oh, yeah. that you were just talking about. They put that into their um, monthly emails or weekly emails or whatever. Um, and, yeah, they shared it on their social media. Um that sort of thing. I don't remember if they put out a statement. I just don't remember. Um, I do remember that the company I was working for did not. Yeah. That, that struck me because it was like a, I'm, I kick myself. And even at the time, it was like, oh man, should I say something? Like, fuck. I should have. I should have. I should have. I should have said something to my someone, but my manager or something. But I brought this up because when I was talking to the, like a few friends that also aren't really open to conversations about this, like their organizations didn't reach out to them with what happened on Wednesday. Like we had an organization wide email go out on Wednesday and or on Thursday. And then like the DC office offered like additional like EAP. So it's something that we think thinks is a big enough deal to talk about. And I just wonder if like those people who don't want to have these conversations it's because they're not coming up in like any aspects of their lives like it's not talked about at work it's not it's like made a priority at work even if there are black employees there 
if they're surrounding themselves with friends who think just exactly like them, they're they're not gonna have the conversations either. It's kind of our responsibility to be like, hey, yeah, not being a jackass. Just kidding. Yeah. I don't know how to have those conversations. <laughs> I don't either. So we don't know what we're talking about, but we are trying, and that's what y'all should do this week. Do you have any like a challenge or something that people listening could try to do next week? Just- you know, I've I've yes. Um, okay. I've noticed that, I've noticed, but I think I'm coming to the conclusion. I don't know the right wording for this, but I, I think all of the fucked up things in our country is racial. Yeah. Um, it's racial inequality. And I think that's what I'm learning. And one of the reasons I think that what happened on January 6th isn't, we're not seeing it as widespread as, you know, in terms of messaging from companies. It, and, and the messaging that we are seeing isn't race-based, at least the ones that I'm seeing isn't race-based. Mm-hmm. And when I was first watching it on the news, it also didn't occur to me, which is stupid, but it didn't occur to me that, I, you know, that this is absolute, this is white supremacy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this is privilege, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Um, and I, I don't think it's being framed that way at all. But anyway, I don't know what the point of that was. My challenge is to call your representative, make friends with them. Hey, who are they? Do you know their names? You know? Um, I don't know. Uh, I think it's, I hope for the rest of my life, I am, I'm not trying to be a politician. I'm not, again, I don't consider myself an activist, but like at the very basic levels, I am so grateful to live in a democracy and it is terrifying what they're, you know, what, what, what's happening. It's terrifying. Um, and at the, the, the basic ideals of a democracy is that people are involved are um actively participatory in in their you know within their with with their representatives so who who are your representatives give them a call if you don't know what to say we can link that link but also like i i that link might be outdated um or that doc i will be updating it sooner than later um but organizations like aclu um S-U-R-J, so uh, showing up for racial justice, um, HRC, you know, all these organizations, they have plenty of action items. You can always, um, if you wanted a script, a lot of them have them, so. Awesome. So we'll link to that in the info of this podcast, and I hope that y'all have been inspired by Regina and me here, two normal women. Um, everyone has the opportunity to just use their voice. So that's what we're encouraging you to do this week. I'm not saying like be inspired by us. We are the best. I'm just saying like, if we can make these calls, you can definitely do it as well. I am the most uninspiring human on the planet. No, you're Um, not. Okay. That was not a ploy for, you know, whatever. All right. (laughs) When you make your call also, please email me reasons that you're inspired by Regina and I'll forward those on to her. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Perfect.